If all of you are doing well, we're learning Masechah. I didn't ask you. It says the Gemara opening with a new Mishnah, 12 lines down, This is actually the famed Gemara that the Mayor Shapiro referred to the Daf Shal Sfina. That he says, if you hold on to the board, if you hold on to the daf, then you'll be able to navigate the, the complex waters of life. But let's get there first. The Mishnah opens, If a man falls into the water, whether or not we're able to see the end of the water, in other words, if the water is bordered or not bordered, either way, we cannot necessarily assume he died. Maybe he lived throughout this ordeal and she cannot remarry. There was this one case scenario where a man fell into a large bore. And uh, the and we see, therefore, this idea that Ishto Asura, that his wife should not remarry, makes sense because this man managed to live within the water somehow for three days. We'll discuss this in the Gemara. Amar Abiyosi, I disagree. There was a man who was blind. He went down to a pit inside of a cave to go to the mikvah. The person, the Moshe, who was kind of holding his arm, if you've ever seen people who are blind, they have someone guiding them sometimes. So this was his guide. He went underwater, couldn't find it. He was there for long enough that a person was not able to live that long. And then what was the din? That he, they allowed his wives to remarry. So what do we see? We see over here different than the ratio. In the beginning of the mission of the Tanakh, held Ishto Asura. Yet here we see that it's Mutter. And another story to, to match this is the Shuv Maisa, the Asya, the Echad She. Uh, we saw this already, that a man was lowered into the water. And all they found afterwards was his leg. It depends. If the leg that you found, if the cut that you found was knee and up, if the knee was not there, if the cut was above the knee, then we assume he will not live through that. Say she can therefore marry. But if the cut was below the knee, it was in the in the calf area, then we assume that they can get married. This comes up in like, God forbid, shark bite scenarios. If there was a shark attack and you only find the leg. If you only find the calf, then we assume the person's still alive. If you find a cut above the knee, the bite mark is above the knee, and that's what you see, then maybe the person should, should be considered to be dead. Tanarabban and the Brisa matches what we have in our Mishnah, a little bit of different phraseology with similar ideas. And says the Gemara's files, Tanarabban, if a person falls into the water, this is Reb Meir, like we saw in our Mishnah, that it is forbidden for a woman to remarry if a man falls into water. Whether or not there is, we have sheets if you need a sheet. Today's not. Whether or not uh, there are borders to the water, we assume that she is not allowed to remarry. The Chachamim argue, the Chachamim Omer, third of the way down, Maim Shiyeshlem, so Ishtamuteris. If you can see the boundaries of the water, then fine, they can remarry. So, but if there are no boundaries of water, it's an ocean or it's a running river, then then they cannot remarry. So, what are the parameters of a body of water that has a sof to it, that has an end? So the Gemara says, You have to be able to see the entire boundaries of the entire ocean. So let's say you're in a circular lake and you can see the boundaries of the lake. That's called Shiyesh Lahem Sof. And the Gemara tells a whole number of stories from here till the, really just for a while. There's a man who drowned in, the, in a marshland uh, in a place called Samke. And in Seba, Rav Shila and Rav Shila allowed his wife to get married, this man who drowned. Rav, the famed Amora, Rav was very upset about this. Amar Le Rav Shmuel. Now let's remember that Rav and Shmuel argued all the time. But here, Rav and Shmuel were on the same coin. Rav says to Shmuel, Ta neshamte. We need to put this guy into cherub. He did something wrong. He, she's not allowed to get married. 
Omar Le, Shmuel calms him down and says, Rav, patience. Nishlach Leberesha. First, let's send the guy a letter and see what he says. Shalchu so they sent him a letter. They sent a letter to the Rav, the Rav, Rav Shila, who passed him this way. And the Gemara says, Shalchu as follows. If you have water that has no boundaries, you cannot see shore all the way around. Is she allowed to marry or is she not allowed to marry? So it says the Gemara, Shalachu, Ishto Asura, not allowed to get married. Okay, well, that's step one to the argument. Step two, the Agma de Samke, Maim Sheesh Lemsof, Maim Shein Lemsof. What kind of water is this Agma de Samke? Says the Gemara, halfway down Kufcha Falafam and Aleph, Shalachu, Maim Shein Lemsofu. That's a water that has no end. So then says the Gemara, the slam dunk question, slam dunk question. Umar, my time of Arachi, why did you paskin? the way that you paskin. You should not have allowed her to remarry. Says the Gemara, you're right. Mita ta'ina, I made a mistake. On a sabri, came in the cup of the since all the waters were relatively still in this space, kemayim shiyesh lahem sofdami. I thought it was similar to a space that actually was boundaried. Delohi, it's not true. Came in the ikagali, since there is some movements in the water, some waves, emor gali ishbalu. I might therefore assume that the waves will carry them apart. Let's just say kedusha and we'll come right back. Mara says about the story with between Rab and Shmuel. Kari Shmuel alay de Rab. Shmuel says about Rab, hey, you need to realize you're a big tzaddik. Lo yehune le tzaddik kol oven. Obviously, you're a big tzaddik because we couldn't even have a scenario where you would by accident put this guy into Shamta because you were saved because Shmuel saved him. Shmuel was saying to Rab, you're amazing. Hashem loves you. So Rab says back to him, Kari le Rab alay de Shmuel, ushua berov where does my salvation come from? From someone who's Barovio, who gives a lot of Eitzah. So Rav and Shmuel, they argue throughout Shas. They were best friends. They loved each other. They were so warm about one another. It's a great story. The Gemara continues. Tanya, the Bryce writes, Amar Rebbe, Two people in the Jordan River, they were casting nets to catch fish. You've been in the Jordan, it flows. So it says the Gemara, In the side bed of one of the walls of the river, there was a cutout where fish would hang out. So this guy walks into the cutout and they were still able to breathe. So he was able to stand up and breathe. The shokacham, it got dark. The low ra'a pischa he didn't know how to get out. He was trapped in this very deep entrance into the side bed of the Jordan River. The shokhaveruk dishtetenafsha, his friend waited and said, I guess he died. Unfortunate story. He went back to the family and said, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. He died. Says the Gemara, in the morning, the sun came up. And then the guy who was stuck in the mechila, in this cutout in the side bed, he walks into his own funeral. Everybody's sitting shit, but he walks in the door. The guy shows up. He's like, I'm fine. I'm a Rebbe. And now, this wasn't the reason why the Chachamim said what they said, but it was certainly the case that because the Yardin is Maim Ein Lahem Sof, and the Din by Maim of Ein Lahem Sof is when a man disappears, she cannot remarry. Brilliant that they said that, because this guy happened to survive, and it was Maim Shein Lahem Sof. He happened to have survived in a cutout in the water. Says the Gemara, well, why can't that cutout exist in Maim Sheyishlam Sof? Why can't you have a cutout in a, in, a, in a circular lake? Ihachi says the Gemara two-thirds of the way down. Maybe we should have a concern there also that he can still be alive. How then could the Chachamim say that if it's Yeshlahem Sof, that if I can see the boundaries, that she's allowed to remarry? Maybe he can survive in this Mechila Shel Dagim, says the Gemara, because the fish don't do that. When the water um, is Yeshlahem Sof, then that's not common for fish to do that. They only do this because of all of the flowing water. 
Next, Amr of Ashi. The rabbis say the following. The line that the rabbis say, That applies to the average Joe. It doesn't apply to everyone. Uh, it, I mean, it applies to the average Joe, but not to everyone. Who's left out? For a Rav, it's not true. For a Rav, we can change the din because If he comes on to shore anywhere, people are going to know him. We just stood up 10 times at a chuppah. When, when the dying is called, everybody knows who they are. So a chash of a rav is the person who Rahman al-Islam drowns. If he comes out of water, everyone's going to rally around him. So therefore, there's a coal. And therefore, we can fairly assume that he either came out of the water or didn't. And therefore, she can remarry. And says the Gemara, Velohi, we do not pass him that way. We don't make a distinction between a rav and the average Joe. Although the din still applies, it's a din that one is not allowed to marry. But the chachila, one is... Uh, not supposed to marry under these circumstances. Another bride, Sotanya. Abraham Gamliel. This guy was on one boat. He looks and sees that another boat has fallen apart. And there was a big Rav who, who lived on that boat. Who was that big Rav? Umanu? Rabbi Akiva. So you saw Rabbi Akiva's boat was was crashing and starting to starting to fall to starting to sink. And when Rabbi Gamliel got to dry land, Rabbi Akiva shows up out of the blue. Rabbi Akiva's ship that was shipwrecked, he, how did he survive? How did you get out of the water? So There was a board, there was a board that saved me from the water. Any wave of water that came to hit me, I put my head down and then I was able to survive. If a Russia comes, you should shake your head in a particular way, lower your head, put your head down, keep duck, keep your head down, stay focused, and get it done. Of course, the famed muscle here, the Ramer Shapira highlighted is that the waters are the dangerous parts of life, and the, the daf is the is the security blanket. Hold on tight. That's what we need to be doing. That's what the daf is. And says the Gemara, Amarti as well, which is where Rabbi Akiva's ship was all wrecked. What did we say? Asuri cannot remarry. Rabbi Akiva showed up on the ground again, and it was an ocean. He was able to survive. And as well, a very similar story, this time with Rabbi Akiva being the watcher, the bystander. Tanya, Amr Rabbi Akiva, I saw that there was a particular boat that was trembling in the waters. It was a disastrous boat, a terrible storm. And I was very emotional about the person who lived on that boat. I was afraid that that person would be would be killed. Umanu, that's Reb Meir. So Rabbi Akiva was now watching Reb Meir. <clears throat> Six lines from the bottom. When I got onto the ground, I was in the city of Kaputki. I was learning in the base Medrash. This is again, Rabbi Akiva talking. Baba Yashiva done the fun. I bow lacha. All of a sudden, Rameer walks in. He says, Unbelievable. How did you survive? Amarti Lobini, Miha Lacha. Who got you? Who saved you? So says the Gemara, Amarli, Gal, Taradni the Havero, the Havero the Havero, Abasha. One wave took care of me. He threw me in the, in the next friend wave and into the next wave and into the next wave until I was Hikiani, which in modern Hebrew means to vomit or throw up. I was thrown onto the ground, and that's how I survived. What is the Lashon? I don't know what it is. No, I know what Yona is. Oh, hey, Ki. I thought you were talking about the God language. Yeah. So that's what the Gemara says. He was, quote unquote, thrown back onto the ground. Says the Gemara. Again, another ride that we have a, a similar shita like this from the Gra. The Gra used to say about Mayim uh, Megulim. 
oh, you shouldn't drink the water that's left out all night because maybe a snake put its venom inside the water. And the Gemara says uh, that that's the din. So some of them, of course, would say, fine, but what if there's no snakes? We don't have snakes, Baruch Hashem, in residential neighborhoods. By and large, we don't have that. He says the Gra, it doesn't matter. There are, for the one reason you see on the surface, the Chachamim had a hundred other reasons that you don't know about. And obviously that was playing out here as well. Even though logic wouldn't necessarily dictate every conclusion, but the Chachamim had a deeper wisdom. And here we see that it played out, that what it was, Maim Shein them. So Ishto Asura, that she is not allowed to remarry, we assume there's still a chance that he can survive. Three lines from the bottom. What about other similarly precarious scenarios? A person falls into a den of lions. We cannot testify that he is necessarily dead. Maybe he'll survive. What about the Khafir Malayna Khashimbak? He falls into a pit that's filled with snakes and scorpions. Says the Gemara, he's a dead man. You can even testify, even though he's not dead yet, you can testify that maybe he will be dead. You know, there's this like famous story. Yeah. You'll see in the top. Hold on. We're not going to talk about him, but. Uh, but the Gemara, there's a famous story. Yeah, yeah. It's in Yona. It's in it's Safer Yona. Rabbi Huda Ben. Rabbi Huda Ben Maser Omer. After Chafim Malei Nachashim Be'Akravim, maybe you didn't love. No. Even if you go inside that space where there's Nachashim Be'Akravim, we still don't assume he's dead. Why? Chayshinan. As we turn to the top of Kuf Chafalev Amitays, Shema Chaverhu. Maybe he's a Chaver. Rashi. Dibra Maschal Shema Chaverhu. Yodeh Lil Chosh. He's a charmer. He's a snake charmer. He knows how to keep them calm. Oh, so maybe we can say, therefore, he's not necessarily a dead man. Oh, what about the Tanakama who says that he's necessarily a dead man? Because the Gemara says, Agav Ititza, yeah, you could be a snake charmer all you want. When you step on a scorpion, he's going to bite you. And Ititza means that you've crushed him. And therefore, what's the din? Agav Ititza maskile, therefore, you're going to get bitten and killed. That's why the Tanakama holds that if this person gets put into a pit of snakes and scorpions, halachically, he's dead, even without even watching the end. You can walk away and tell his wife to go remarry. That was uh, argued by the uh, by the dissenting Shita of Rabbi Huda Next, you are put into a fire. What's the din? You're a dead man. We can testify to your wife that you are dead. to a pot that's Let's say that a person's put into a pot that's on top of a fire filled with oil and filled with wine. You're dead. Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Yes, when a person gets into a pot of oil and with water displacement, some of the oil spills over. This was a question that I had in chemistry with Dr. Karish in 11th grade. How do you tell the exact volume of an item? And the answer was drop it in a bucket of water slowly and see how much water drips out. Water displacement. So this guy jumps in, all the oil spills out. What happens when oil reaches the bottom with the fire? The fire increases and you kill yourself faster because you just increase the fire with oil. However, shall yayin, but wine is not like that. Wine is not flammable. Well, maybe it is, but maybe not their wine. Says the Gemara, Gemara, but if you get into a full pot of wine and then you, the water displacement presses out and removes all of the wine, that will put out the fire. They said back to him, in the beginning, it will lower the fire. However, once we burn off the grapes and the alcohol is then reached, the mavir in the end of the day, it's going to create for a much bigger fire. So we're assuming during all the time you can't pull this over else. That's the assumption. It's a while. Uh, or it could be boiling already. It's also possible. I'm a Reb Meir. Reb Meir says, We had set a case in our Mishnah where a person lasted three days in a Borgadol. And the Gemara says, Tanya, the Chachamim said to Reb Meir, This is ridiculous. The guy lived for three days in water. That's not normal. 
That's not normal. You can't talk about miracles. My Mycenaean, what did they say the miracle was? That he didn't eat for three days or drink for three days. We have a Raya Brura from Esther. We know that by Esther we didn't eat for three days. That's not a nace. That happens. No big deal. Says the Gemara, maybe that he didn't sleep for three days. The Amar of Yochanan, we know that a person cannot sleep for three days because if a person makes a Shavuah, he gets Malkos because he's a liar. He said a Shavuah that was wrong. You can't sleep, not sleep for three days. Malkin also, he gets Malkos. He can sleep right away. Your, your Shavuah that you're not sleeping, it does. That's a zero. It's a zero. So maybe that's the miracle that he stayed awake for three days. Says Gemara, no. Rebbe Meir, my time. Amar of Kahana, keep in Al-Gab, keep in Hayyim. There was in this water where he was these types of structures where he could rest and take a nap and he was able to sleep. So there was nothing miraculous about this case. Therefore, it should be presented in our Mishnah. The Rabbana, the rabbi say, yeah, there were structures in there, but they were made out of marble. Wet marble is very slippery and you cannot fall asleep standing up against it, Rashi highlights. And therefore, this case is still miraculous. For Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, people figure it out. It's impossible that he didn't find a place to lean and catch a quick nap. Third of the way down, four lines before the middle width lines. The daughter of Nechunya, who was a digger of wells. She fell into a pit. She fell into the well, and they went to go tell Rebbe Hanina ben Dosa. He said, she's doing fine in the first hour. They said in the second hour, she's still doing fine. First of the middle width lines. She's out. She's out. Everything is well. They said to her, who took you out of the well? You should have been considered dead at that point. How did you get out of the well? I saw a male Rachel. I saw a male, uh, a male ram and an old man who was Avraham. It's referring to Avraham who is guiding it. So they said, how did you know what was going on here? No, I was digging well. She was in a well. We're not going to let it be that she's going to die in a well. Pastish, it's not right, because Avram, I've even dug wells. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Abba, there still was an onish that was given to this family because he's being judged what he did wrong is not clear from here, but Meis Beno Betzama, that his son died because of Thirsh and Amar, how are Tzadikim judged? The Sviva Nisara Meod, those who are around him are judged Kechutas Sa'ar, from the word Nisara. Those who are in the closest relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu are judged Kechutas Sa'ara. So in fact, the sign of a very close relationship is that you get called out for the small things. If you're not in a close relationship, no one's going to call you out on the small things. But if someone really cares about you, they're going to call you out on the small things. Reb Chanina Omer Mihacha, we know that there's a din of being medakted kichutas ara from here. He will be no ra. He will uh, instill fear on those who are around him. Next Mishnah. We're going to go until about uh, three lines from the bottom of the page. The new Mishnah opens a little bit more than halfway down. Even if we just hear women talking, they're chattering, and they said, guess who died? That is sufficient. For a woman to remarry. Even if the kids are talking in the park and they say, Oh, did you hear what happened? This person died, we're going to go to his funeral. 
And whether or not his intention was to clearly tell you that someone was dying. We'll discuss that line in the Gemara. When it comes to a Jew, even if his, ten- his intention was to cause for remarriage or possibly another din we'll see in the Gemara, then we believe him. If it's a guy, if his intention was to create edus that she could remarry, under those circumstances, we do not accept testimony. We only accept the edus of a guy if his intention was to share information with out forcing a remarriage. Let's get into the Gemara. We had said in the Mishnah that we trust children to say that somebody died. The Dilmalo Azle, they said in the Mishnah they were going to go. Hare Anu Holchem, we're going to go. To, maybe they never went. And maybe we really don't know if the person died. Says the Gemara, that's not correct. We're coming from the Hespeid in Milikbor S. Ishploni because they buried this person. Says the Gemara, the Dilma comes of Al Maybe it was actually just a grasshopper. And they gave the grasshopper a name, the Sikule Shmei. Oh, but they named the grasshopper Henry. Henry died. Oh, we went to Henry's funeral just now. They're kids. They're talking, uh, they're talking cute, right? It doesn't, maybe it wasn't a person at all. Says the Gemara, you're right. Without the details, we wouldn't have known. But they laid down more details. The Ka'amre, these are the rabbis who spoke. These are the people who gave the eulogies. That's how we know that a child is actually correct. But Stam, if a child says, guess who died, we do not believe him. Only if they went to the place where the husband was and they spoke about who was there. Next, we had said, that if the Obi Kochavim was trying to get the woman remarried, we do not trust him. When is that true? The only way we don't believe him is when he's trying to get her to remarry again. If he's trying to just give testimony, Stam, that the person died, not that his wife should get remarried, but Stam, we do trust him. How do we know what type of edus the guy is giving. Let's say he says, oh, the guy says, so-and-so died. Let his wife remarry. When he opens his mouth about the wife remarrying, where we don't trust him. He's not allowed to give edus like that. But if he goes to Bezdin and said, so-and-so died, then Zen is kaving leedus, and that's fine. We do trust. It marnami in the Amorai. We have a similar conversation. The only time we don't listen to a, we don't listen to a guy is when he's trying to make the give a hedger for the wife to marry. Upon this kaving the heidi do so edus, but if he's just trying to say that a person died, then we do trust him. Wasn't this the exact thing that happened with Oshai Beribi? This word should be shehisris from the word of a shield, a tris, that he was fighting with the chachamim, one against all the chachamim. Uh, Oshai Beribi was trying to teach something. He said to them, I don't agree with you. He said to them, We don't trust a guy when he's trying to be matir. To, to try to be matcha the woman to marry. And all the Chachamim pushed back on him and said, No, they didn't agree with him. When do we trust a guy? Only when that which he's saying is being said in a casual form. Oh, wow, it's so sad that so and so died something that he shared with. Then we trust him. But when he's going to Bezdin to give Edus, a guy doesn't have Edus. He's a guy. He doesn't have any Edus at all. Only when he's speaking casually without any reason for there to be an ulterior motive of his speech do we trust him. As, and this is brought out in the following example. Does anyone know about the house of Chivoy? Does anyone know where he lives? He died. This person was speaking on his own. He was just sad. 
He was just talking. Then we trust him. The incident of Yosef the beast of Yosef allowed his wife to get married based off of that that passing testimony, the Masih testimony of a guy. The person, the horse rider who was very quick and who lived in Pumpatisa, he died. And based on that, Yosef, they allowed the woman to get married, either Rav Yosef allowed it or Rava, because the guy gave testimony in a safe and passing way. He just said it. One more story, eight lines from the bottom, maybe a couple more stories. Does anyone know where Bechasa lives? This person, Chasa, he died. Oh my gosh. Uh, there are fish who are eating the body of Chasa. It says the government of Nachman, based on the testimony of Rav Nachman, where he said that the body was being eaten by fish, and then she was able to get remarried because the Rav said, Rav Nachman said that she was being that his body was being eaten by fish. Nobody said anything back to him. What do we see about this story that Chasa was in the water? We don't, we, it's, it's a din l'chadchila, but it's not a, it's a din b'dieve, but not a din l'chadchila. If they got married, then it would be acceptable, but they really shouldn't get married l'chadchila. And he could the last of the, first of the long line, some say the story was a little different. In Sibar of Nachman the Debisu, he married her. And Omar Chasa Gavra Raba Ise. Chasa Raba is a very big person. And the reason we're allowed to get married is because in Isa, the Salik, if in fact Chasa came out of the water, because he's a gadol, Kala Isle, the Milsa, everyone would talk about it. However, we don't agree with him, Velohi, as we saw earlier, we don't care who it is, we always will be of the opinion that one is not allowed to remarry if the husband is lost in a body of water that has no borders. We'll stop right here and pick up tomorrow with the final daf of Masechus Yivamos. Wishing you all a beautiful night.